0: Good morning my brothers and sisters in Christ and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. Last night I had a very interesting conversation with a group of people in uh, Ikea and one of them was a Muslim. And naturally when you speak to Muslims the first thing they want to do is debate and argue with you because they just cannot accept that God became flesh, walked on this earth, i.e. Jesus, and died on the cross. Now Jesus himself. In John 2.19. John 8.58. And many other scriptures. Proclaims he is God. And. The thing is, when you talk to them, initially they'll start listening, but then they want to argue and debate. The bottom line is this. This is the difference between us and them, the Christians versus Muslims. They don't have an atonement for their sin. So they will say, basically, well, God is merciful and if we ask, he forgives. Yeah, but then I keep saying, well, you keep coming back. We keep coming back to the same problem. You don't have an atonement for your sin so before jesus was crucified in the messianic law of moses right muslims weren't even around then they weren't even though they didn't even exist right the jews had an atonement for their sin via slaughtering a lamb or a dove or a holy animal basically and the blood cleanses for your sin as an atonement so when jesus came down from the heavens he gave up his power came into flesh walked as man and went to a cross willfully He became the Lamb of God. So he became the once and for all slaughter, basically the slaughtered Lamb for your sin. So for those who believe in him, John 3, 16, for those who believe in Jesus will have eternal life. So you believe he died on the cross. Sorry, you believe God became flesh. You believe that he walked as man. You believe he went to a cross. You believe he died for your sin. You believe he rose from the dead. You believe he ascended back to heaven. You believe that he's atonement for your sin. You will have eternal life because he did it all on the cross, you cannot, I cannot, no one else can, so with Muslims, it all comes down to that one thing, don't debate with them, because all they want to do is argue, like last night, an hour and a half later, I'm talking to them, because there's two others there that were basically not Muslim, and they were listening, so obviously that work was being done, but it all comes down to the atonement thing, because, you know, people say, well, they're very similar to us, they're not similar to us at all, I've done another podcast on this many podcasts back, they are nothing like us, right, they don't believe Jesus is God, they believe he was a prophet, that he's a good prophet, he's this and that, it's funny because, you know, when you say to them that Jesus was buried, and rose three days later, they said no he didn't, uh, yes he did, Muhammad didn't, Muhammad was finished, Muhammad's in hell as we speak, uh, along with Buddha, and Hindu, and all them false pagan girls, are all in hell, unless they repented, at the very edge of the, if they repented at the end, they'd be in heaven, however, the chances are they're not like most people are going to hell because of the hardness of their hearts. And last night I met people with very hard hearts. All people, all they wanted to do was argue and make excuses and try to justify their sin. And these people, God, would just push to one side because these are the sort of people that point fingers at everyone else. These are the sort of people that don't blame themselves for their mistakes; they blame everyone else for their mistakes, you know. And these people are cowards. And the, the country is saturated with cowards and finger-pointing people. You know, before I was a Christian, I was the first person to put my hands up and say, yep, I'm wrong. You know, I remember years and years ago I did something wrong. I can't remember what it was. was. I don't think it was either on the door or in the forces. And you know what? I could have easily walked away from it. I didn't. I walked straight up to the officer and I said, it's my fault I did that. And I'm sorry. That's the sort of person I was. Most of you out there will say, yeah, I'm the same sort of person. But when it comes down to it, you're not right, and cowards, no coward enters heaven, the Bible, book of Revelation makes that clear at the end, Revelation 20 to 22, God talks about all the scum, including cowards, they will will never enter the kingdom of God, ever, because in Christianity there are thousands, thousands and thousands of Christians that are cowards, and these people will deny Jesus, you deny Jesus, it's game over for your power, you take the mark, it's game over for your power, you've lost everything, read John 15, if you don't abide in Jesus and follow him, I've said this countless times, right? The father will cut you off and throw you into the fire. Now, when you speak to Muslims about the Bible, they normally debate it, like I said, and don't get into debates because it's just endless amounts of rubbish, right? The Bible's been around six thousand years. Now they will openly admit the Quran's only been around about a thousand years, which is actually wrong. Quran, uh, the uh, Islam's only been around about six six hundred and fifty to seven hundred years. And they will deny this, but that's the truth. And that's why I say to people, don't listen to me. Go and do your research. And when you actually do your research and find the truth, don't listen to social media. Go into the internet, right, and actually do research on Wikipedia and history of the Muslims and where they actually spawned from. And you'll find they're about six, maybe 700 years old, Max. Right? And they don't like it. So one could say they actually came from the Bible. And like the devil, what he's done, the devil came to Joseph Smith, which is a form of Christianity the mormons and said you will be the head of the church he was deceived by an angel and what did paul say in the old testament new testament paul said any angel that brings a different gospel to this let him be cursed that angel is satan he can masquerade as a good angel bad angel anywhere he wants and the only person who knows his true identity is jesus and the father and the spirit they're the only one that know his true identity because he can be in the heavens as a good angel but his true identity is satan and he's basically deceived muhammad and islam He's deceived loads of denominations within Christianity, i.e. Joseph Smith. But then what am I talking about, the Mormons are not Christians. Jehovah's are not Christians. They're a cult. They're a, they're a belief pattern. they they got their own system. That's another story, right? Muhammad was deceived as Buddha was deceived. Hindu was deceived by a false pagan god. And what, the, what, the, what do the Muslim Buddhists and Hindus and all the other false pagan god religions have in common? They don't have an atonement for their sin. This is what we came back to every time last night. At least 10-15 times we came back to the same thing. Because the law said, Steve, go back to that. Because they cannot answer it and they cannot accept it. They basically say the Muslims, well, we ask Allah and he forgives us and he's merciful. Yeah, great, he forgives you. But there's an, there needs to be an atonement for your sin. Your sin's a crime. It's like going before a crown court judge in London or anywhere in the country and you've murdered someone, Right? and you ask him forgiveness, he says, yeah, no problem, just walk out, off you go, right, what about the family, what about the people that you've hurt, they want, they want justice for your crime, but a Buddhist would say, oh, it's all about love, and it's all about peace, you must forgive, right, they just live on another planet, they're not even from this one, right, they're, you have committed a crime, you have to answer for that crime, that's the end of it. Because if God is so holy and so loving, that means He's just, and if He's just, that means He will not let anyone escape a crime. And you, and most people on this planet, not if everyone on this planet has lied, blasphemed, cursed, swore, fornicated. The list goes on, right? And the Bible says everyone's sinful, so you're a you're a bunch of criminals. And your sin needs to be paid for, needs to be answered to. And you can't pay it because you're just flesh, you're, you, you're so minute and the crimes are so heavy on you, you'll spend eternity in hell and, and the lake of fire. So God in his love and his wisdom sent his son to die on the cross to build a bridge between me and you, me, me and the father, so I can reach the father through his son. And when you look at that, it's amazing what he's done on the cross, but they just will not accept that. Because it makes me laugh when you speak to the Muslims. You look at them how deceived they are. They're in so much bondage. They don't even see it. And I see it all the time. Right? And they're such hypocrites because they contradict themselves all the time. You know, there's no peace there. I mean, Jesus said the evidence is a good tree bears good fruit. So I can talk all day long. But when people see me in my life and how I walk, they think, well, this guy's quite blessed. You're right I'm blessed because I'm a child of the Most High. And... I walk righteously with God. I mean, look at what I've got. Everything I've got is because of Him, right? And the things that have happened in my life are divine. It's not my doing. His doing. Only there's only one way that I could have got it. And that's through Him. But you see, you got to understand something about Islam. Islam is a system, and it's been created by the devil to control you, right? And there was a guy in Pakistan He was a Muslim imam. He came to Jesus and he said it wasn't the Bible that got him brought to Jesus. It was actually the Quran. Um And he has a fantastic testimony. Um, I'll put the link to that video at the end of this, right? And trust me, you're going to like it. It's fantastic the way he explains it because he was an imam very high up. And he actually, at the end, it's quite outstanding what his testimony was about. Um, As soon as he did that, he basically was threatened by all of his family. Oh, what a lovely bunch of people these Muslims are. Yeah, all his family and everyone around him wanted to kill him, right? Well, I guarantee you this, if you had a Christian family and one of them wanted to convert, they wouldn't be threatened, you know, they wouldn't be killed. It's just ridiculous, because it's evil, it's demonic, it's control, that's what it's about. So my advice to you, brothers and sisters, don't get pulled into arguments with these Muslims. You just stand on this ground there. How did your Allah pay for your sin? How does Allah, your merciful God, get you out of the sin side of it? And asking and forgiving is not enough. There's a penalty for your crime, and I've just jumped on that before. You commit a crime, you've got to answer to your crime. But the crimes are so great with God, If you, even if you're in his your presence, you're the sin and fire. I said to him yesterday about a book called Leviticus, and in there there's Aaron and his three sons. And his three sons were consumed in fire for making one mistake in the Holy Tabernacle. Now, these are high priests, they made one mistake, and they were consumed in fire. Imagine what's going to happen to someone like you who tells lies, fornicates, curses, is dishonest. The list goes on. You know, this is why you need an atonement. This is why Jesus had to go to the cross. God became flesh. He became flesh, the flesh, right, and went to a cross and was sacrificed as a lamb of God, right? When you look at that situation, she said to me that she's read the Bible, she's a liar, because if she read the Bible, she would have quoted scriptures like I quote scriptures. She says she's read the whole Quran, she never once quoted any scripture, and it's just a lie. And when I go back there, I'm going to be telling her to her face that liars will not enter heaven. A real born-again Christian does not lie. A real born-again Christian does not live in sin. You know The early stages of your conversion, when you first come to Jesus, you're going to make mistakes. But as you walk with him, all these things you used to do stop from happening. They just stop. That's the end of it. It's amazing. You, You can't describe it. You get tempted all the time, but God gives you that strength. The Bible says, Jesus, God will give you the strength to withstand the temptation, take you to the edge. And the Bible says also, if you resist the devil... He will flee from you. So you resist. You cast him out in the name of Jesus. He goes. Muslims have no authority over Satan. Whatsoever. Zero. If there was a demon possessed man. A Muslim. And all these imams got round him. And did all their humming. The the, the demon would just laugh at them. Because they have no authority. I have authority over them. Luke 10.18. Jesus gave me authority over them. If I command them to leave in the name of Jesus. They're gone. Because that word Jesus has power. Muhammad has no power. Allah has zero power. Because Allah is Satan, basically. You see, that's the evidence. And I've come across many Muslims. And you see them, they don't like it. They don't like it because they want to argue. But I'm an evangelist, that's my calling. I'm a frontline soldier in Christ. Ephesians 4.11, I've been called to that. And you have to be called to evangelism because you have to be bold, you have to be direct. You don't cut any corners. Yesterday, I noticed the devil came through her and basically started talking about racism. And all of a sudden... Her because she's Asian, and this black lad to my right. Next thing they're talking about color of skin, and I'm thinking to myself, why are you even talking about that? This stuff doesn't even come into my head. And they were using that as an example, and you could feel it this left wing Black Lives Matter movement pouring out of them that we've been suppressed by white people, that we all you white people in London and all these white people in history have persecuted black people. Then I went, okay, okay, well, how about we go back in history about I think four. About three, four hundred years in Northern Africa, all the black people went into Europe, took all the white women and raped them, took all the white men as slaves. Mm. And then they all went quiet. Everyone, everyone went quiet. And I thought, oh, don't talk about that. It's hypocrisy. I'm sick and tired of hearing this crap about colour of skin. You know, I was on the verge of saying to them, listen, listen, you and your family came here. Well, if you don't like it, get out, get on the plane and go back to Saudi Arabia, where you came from. We don't need you here. It's like the same attitude. This is why I admire Russia so much. Because in Russia, right, in Poland, in those Eastern European countries, if you don't like it, they'll tell you to get out and leave. We don't need you here. Off you go. And that's what I like about these countries. Because they don't bend over and uh, politically correct. If you are a born-again Christian, if you are, like I said to her yesterday, she was trying to make me conform to her understanding and trying to get me to accept her belief. I said, I do not accept your unbelief in Islam. Your belief is a false pagan God. He's a fake evil God. That's the end of it. And she was getting all upset. And I said, Ephesians 4, 5, there's one faith, one Lord, one God. I am not to encourage your belief. Jesus is the only way. And he says, I am the only way, the truth and life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. At the end of the day, guys, you're going to be put on the spot like I was last night. And you're going to have to make a decision. And trust me, I stood by Jesus 100%. Are you prepared to do the same? Because there will come some form of persecution. She could have called the police. She could have um, shouted racism. She could have done anything. And she was getting defensive. She said, I'm offended. And I'm thinking to myself, on a minute, say, You can abuse Christianity to me. You can mock my Lord to me and me as much as you want. I'm not going to get offended because I know it's the truth. If you know it's the truth, why are you getting upset? Because deep in their heart, they know it's not the truth. They've got no proof whatsoever. It's just religion. And this is what it all spawned from. I'm not religious. A true disciple in Jesus is not religious. The Bible is not religious mankind is religious the catholics are religious islam is religious a lot of people say catholics are christians a lot of them are not christians at all they're catholics they're just another denomination a cult that's the end of it you see it gets very deep a real born again christian is a disciple of christ they're disciples and they follow jesus they don't follow the pope they don't follow a pastor, they follow Jesus and listen to him. The pastor's job is to keep the flock together. The evangelist's job is to keep people outside pointed to Christ. That's my job. And to challenge people on their errors and try to help them understand. So it all comes down, basically, with the Muslims, the atonement for their sin. And they don't have one. Therefore, you have a problem. That means all your sin as a Muslim is building up, building up, building up, building up. And then when you're dead, you go to hell because you cannot be in the presence of God. Jesus was the atonement for your sin. Those who believe in him have eternal life. Those who believe in him can be with him in heaven with the Father because his blood cleanses you. That's the difference. And they won't accept that. And she's smirking saying one of us is going to be wrong, one of us is going to be right. And I'm thinking, yeah, you are going to be wrong. On judgment day, I guarantee it. I'll be standing there with my Lord, and she'll come in and he'll just look at her and go, You are warned. You are warned. And he'll then sentence her forever in eternal suffering. Just think about that. Imagine being locked up in a cell, burning hot, no water, forever. It's enough to send you go- It's enough to send you crazy. But this is what will happen to the wicked, because the wicked people who are wicked deserve that. They live in evil. Liars, blasphemers, cursors, fornicators, murderers. The list goes on. And many of you will be to this thinking, well, that's a bit harsh. No, you're, if liars, lying is the top spot power. It's like in Proverbs 6, verse 16 to 19. Six things God hates, but one is an abomination. The abomination is slander in the t- church. Slagging somebody off, lying about them. This is the number one spot power. That person dies, you're going to be in the deepest, deepest, deepest part of hell. And you will never come out. That's the end of it. Finished. So, my brothers and sisters, and to you Muslims out there, i listen to this. I'll tell you this now. Jesus is the only atonement for your sin. Right? And it's the biggest act of love God did in history because he loves the world. Actually, and when you read the Bible, it says he loved the world at that time because in the Old Testament, before that, sac- that crucifixion, Jesus hated sinners. He says this, in, he said, God says this in proverbs he says he hates the sinner so it's about reading the bible when muslims say yeah i read the bible and it makes no sense they all got it wrong i'll tell you something right you got some of the biggest brains in history theologians you got top crown court supreme court judges have gone through that book and studied it as as because that's their profession of being um judges they judge everything regardless um on the criminal side of it certain words they use i can't pronounce them or know them but they look at the evidence and basically they've all said there's no way this was made up so when you've got people that are actually intelligent people that are actually people that are high up in that field and they all say that and you've got basically little people running around the muslims or white people english people it doesn't matter what color you are and i want to make that very clear to you if you are born again the color thing does not come into your thinking If it does and you bring out the Black Lives Matter and the persecution history, by the way, you weren't even there. This is what makes me laugh. A lot of black people that I know actually from Africa say that the black people in the UK and America are actually called fake blacks because they've never been to Africa. They don't even know what persecution is. It's hypocrisy. It's just stupidity. Like I said, if you were Christian, you wouldn't be part of that. That's the end of it because you would see the bigger picture and your job is to preach the gospel. End of so I'm going to end it there because I don't want to leave this message too long. Let's pray. Father, Lord, Father, I pray for the people listen to this, that, Lord, the Muslims are so deceived, Father, they haven't got an atonement for their sin, and, Lord Jesus, you are the atonement for our sins. I pray that, Lord, people will see that. The, bo- the bottom line is this. If the Muslims don't have an atonement for their sin, even though they repent of their sin, there still needs to be an atonement and they don't have one. That means they're all heading to one place. And I don't want that. For us in Christ, you have the atonement because of your love, Father. We have the gift. We have the freedom and peace in our lives as I do. I pray and I want to be with you, Lord, as soon as possible. I love you so much, Father. Thank you, Lord. And I pray for the people on this message, Lord, that they see that. They read the word and they don't lie. Because so many people lie and they think it's just normal lying as of the devil. True children of God do not lie. I thank you, Father, so much. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Bye. Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. I'm doing part two of this on this podcast, Muslims Don't Have an Atonement for Sin, because of what's been going on recently. It kind of emphasises my point about liars, because the word liar is, in the eyes of God, an abomination. It's just wicked. It's The Bible says, you know, you are children of the devil. Literally, you are children of him. Because this is what Jesus said in John 8, 58. He proclaimed that he is God, as he says in John 2, 19, Exodus 3, 14, and so on. That Jesus is the word, obviously, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Jesus is the whole word, the Bible, right? So Jesus said that when the Pharisees said to him, Jesus, are you God? He says, before Abraham was, I am. That's God's name, I am. It's in Exodus 3.14. But they also said to him, our father is in heaven. Jesus said, no, your father's not in heaven. Your father's a devil because all you do is tell lies about me, right? So if you are a born again Christian, you don't lie. Everyone else in the world lies. Naturally, you just lie. You might regret it later on, but you lie. Now, if you are born again and you are a real disciple of Jesus, you don't lie. The temptation might come there for the situation you're in or the person you meet whatever but then you make a choice and then the spirit convicts you don't even do it right that's the holy spirit that lives inside you that's what everyone needs because the holy spirit guides you he sanctifies you he changes you in cooperation that you want to change it's automatic right and it works over time it could be six months it could be six years it could be 20 years but he starts to change you in sanctification that bible talks about in romans and other books talks about sanctification, the renewing of your mind, as Paul talks about in Romans 12. The renewing of your mind, right? In other words, your mind is being changed to become godly, right? Because you cannot be in the presence of God without Jesus. You cannot be anywhere near him. This is why the Muslims fall flat on their face. Because their God Allah is such a merciful, loving God, he wants nothing to do with his children. He doesn't want to walk with his children, he doesn't want to talk to his children. He's so perfect and holy, but if for some reason you guys worship him up in the where is it, in the clouds or in space somewhere, you worship him and what? What do you get from that? He blesses you, does he? No he doesn't. Because he doesn't exist. I've got news for you. And I'm going to be totally blatant about it. And if you don't like it, that's just tough. I'm allowed to my opinion. But more importantly, my opinion is irrelevant. I am a child of the Most High, the real, true, living God. Ephesians 4, 5. There is one faith, one Lord, one God. There's not ten gods. There's only one. And he sent his son Jesus 2,000 years ago to suffer and die on the cross. And why is that? Because he loves you. He loves me right? And he cares about you and he wants you to repent. If you don't want to repent and you want to live in sin, which most of you do, you're going to go to hell. That's what hell is for. Hell is for the trash, the losers, the scum, people who choose to walk unrighteously, people who choose to live in sin, people who choose to walk with the devil. And by every Muslim I've met, you think you're justified by your works. No works will be justified, as it says in the Bible. Your works in the faith as a Christian are rewards in heaven. They're not replacement they're not, uh, what you call, an atonement for your sin, right? No Christian walks unrighteously. But most, all Muslims do walk unrighteously. Because you think that your works are going to save. You think your 10 prayers a day and your your givings to your imam and in your church, and wherever, wherever you go in your belief, do you think your works are good enough for, uh, for Allah? No, they're not. Because if he's so holy and so perfect, that makes him righteous. That makes him just. That means if he's just, he's going to judge you for every crime you've committed on. By the way, you haven't got an atonement for your crimes. So it doesn't matter what crime it is, being a paedophile, being a liar, being a curser, being a fornicator, being anything. Guess what? No one's been atonement for your sin. Nothing's an atonement. So your God is basically puts it under the carpet and forgets about it through your works. No, he won't because it doesn't exist. My Lord says, Jesus, you repent to me. Right? Because Jesus said in John 3.18, those who do not believe in me are condemned. Those who do believe in me are not condemned. So in other words, if you don't believe in Jesus and you're not walking with him, you're finished. Game over, you're going to hell. And that's a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Hindu, it doesn't matter what you are. Judaism, right? you're condemned. Finished. I'm not saying it, Jesus is. Allah does not have an atonement for your sin. Okay, let's get this clear right now. There's no atonement. There needs to be a holy sacrifice for your wickedness, and the blood is what cleanses. Right at the end of the podcast, the first one I did. This is part two. There's a link now. On last night when I went on, on I think it is when you put in Stephen Prentice Christian Vanders, it comes up. The first website you click on, that you can't see the link, but if you click on the Spotify one at the bottom, there's a link. Right, so I'm not just I'll just clarify that rather. So you can listen to this guy who was an imam who's now a parish priest and he tells you and clears it all up how he came to Jesus and it was the Quran that converted him to the truth. That's 10 times, 100 times better than what I can say because it's the truth. You can't argue it. He explained it, how he came to Jesus and when he questioned his um, superiors, they didn't like it. They threw him out of the room. Why? Because they don't want the truth. This is what the devil wants. He doesn't want you to know the truth. He wants you to live in fear. And he was threatened by all of his family. All his family and friends wanting to kill him. Now, I'm not being funny. That's not love to me. That's more like persecution. That's more like um, threats and violence. If you don't do something, we're going to kill you. And I've heard it countless times. So I just want to make something perfectly clear to you. In Christianity... Real love is being truthful, honest. Paul talks about this in one Corinthians thirteen. Go read it. One Corinthians thirteen: the importance of love and what love is. Love is not love is not self. um, I'm sorry. Love is not self focused. Love is kind. Love is genuine. Love is love is peaceful. Love is being honest. Love is telling the truth. Not lying. I've heard people say, oh, well, I told her I lie because I wanted to protect her. So then later on, six months later, she finds out you lied to her. So not only does she feel worse now because you lied, but she doesn't trust you. You see how I can turn this around on people all day long. You can't justify your wickedness. And that's what people try to do. I met a Muslim guy down in town in Newcastle, what was it, a couple of days ago. He's a lovely guy, I think, in a person. I mean, the Bible says no one's good, Mark ten eighteen. Jesus said no one is good, everyone's evil, I'm good because I am the Alpha and the Omega and I'm here to help you. So by his standards, we're disgusting. So in my impression, this guy's got a friendly chap, you know, and he's quite open to when I talk to him and I don't care. And this is another thing as well, you know, that recently I've been lied about and the police have been involved and I've been literally lied about. But the Bible says no evil will prevail against the kingdom of God. I am a child of the most high. Your lies will not affect me. Right? And your your accusations and your 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 what's it called the word I'm trying to look for? Your accusations and your your actions to try and prevent me from doing my ministry are not going to happen. I will preach that gospel on this earth everywhere I am. I do not care if I'm in prison. I do not care where I am. I will preach the gospel of Jesus and tell everyone exactly. What I've told everyone else. What Jesus says. I am his son. I have been adopted by him. I was saved seven years ago. And by his love. I have been blessed. I have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And saved by him on the cross. And I'm thankful for what he did. And many Muslim Hindu Buddhists. That have come to Jesus. Will tell you the same thing. That now they know the real living God. I have been physically healed. I have been blessed with a beautiful house. Because of my ministry. Do you really think. There's any system in this world that will stop me from doing that. There's nothing you can do. Execute me and I'm going straight to paradise. Guess what? You execute a Muslim right now or a Buddhist or a Hindu, they're going to hell. Guaranteed. Why? Because you do not have a sacrifice or atonement for your sin. Your sin needs to be paid. It needs to be dealt with. And any righteous God who is holy will deal with that. Only wicked pagan gods will say, don't worry about it. It's all about love. Real love is just. Real love is telling the truth. And I will certainly tell the truth. I love all people. I do not care what colour you are. I do not care where you've come from. God does not care where you've come from. I have spoken to soldiers who have killed people, right? And I've told them that someone loves you. He will forgive you. Jesus Christ of Nazareth will forgive you. And when you see that look of hope in their eyes that everyone else condemns them in society, but God, who's the only one you really answer to anyway will forgive you for your sins and your crimes if you repent of them. doesn't matter what they are. He will forgive. Jesus says in 1 John one nine, if you're willing to confess your sins, I am willing to forgive. But if you don't confess and repent, which is what confession is. By the way, repentance and sorry are two different things. Saying sorry is not good enough. Repentance is you want to turn away from that and you want nothing more to do with it. Most people don't want that. They just want to say sorry and carry on doing it. Well, carry on. You're going to go to hell. When you speak into people's lives, right, and I want to emphasise this point because I've been lied about, right, I love people and I do not judge anyone on the colour of their skin. When I hear pastors talking about racism and the colour of someone's skin, I condemn it, right, because if you're born again, you do not think like this. This is what I said to a certain group in Ikea a while ago, right, when they started talking about racism and bringing in the fact that all white people in the UK are white supremacists, it's just completely stupid, Right? If you are Christian, if you any of them were Christian, they wouldn't even think like that as I didn't. But the devil brought it in through them because it's a means of an argument to start problems. Right? Because I'm touching on the truth. Because the truth hurts. Jesus said the truth will set you free. So people turn away from truth in the book of Romans, Romans one to two, people turn away from the truth to a lie. This is 2 Timothy 4 as well. In 2 Timothy 4, people turn to what they want to hear and what they believe to suit their own needs. Fine, crack on, do what you've got to do. But you're going to face the consequences. Make no mistake, it doesn't matter where you are in the UK. It doesn't matter if you're a government official, the Queen of the UK, right, the President of America, the top elite. Every single one of you is going to answer to Jesus. Mark my words, this is what gives me complete peace. And I do not worry about what's going on in the world right now. Because God is going to deal with it mark my words every single one of you out there is going to answer jesus now this is what's going to happen if you're a believer you go straight to paradise if you're walking with the lord of course if you're a non-believer and you're against him right you go to hell to be held until the great white throne judgment and then that day is a very bad day for you all your bad deeds get exposed everything you said did and thought in your entire life gets exposed imagine that imagine every thought every lie Everything that you kept secret to yourself gets exposed. This is what the Bible says. Not one of you is going to escape. Doesn't matter if you're a crown court judge. Doesn't matter if you're a judge. Doesn't matter if you're police. Doesn't matter if anyone. Every single one of you is going to be judged. Only the righteous in Christ will enter paradise. Only the righteous through Jesus. Heaven is or paradise, whatever you want to call it, is the complete opposite of Earth. Complete peace, happiness, righteousness, glorified Jesus. No more lies, blasphemers, curses, fornicators, nothing. I can't wait to meet people that are generally honest and decent. Imagine being around people that are generally honest, decent, they don't lie. I've met people on this earth saying, well, I'm a good person. I went, all right, okay. Um, Do you tell lies? Yeah, I didn't know good people tell lies. And honestly, most of the time they just look convicted. Yeah, it's just complete hypocrisy, isn't it? A good person doesn't steal doesn't lie, doesn't fornicate, doesn't murder, right? All of you on there will probably say, well, I didn't do them things. Yes, you have, right? Honestly, as an evangelist, I trip people up all the time, right? Because they think they're righteous. You're not righteous. It's only Jesus who makes you righteous. So I won't go on too long with this because I can go on further. But I just want to clarify a few things, which I've said in this, pod, in this part two of this podcast, right? Number one, Jesus is the only one that's going to save you. If you don't believe in him, you are condemned. John 3.18 and other scriptures, I can easily quote that he says this. Number two, which ties into number one, if you don't repent of your sins, to him, who was solely sacrifice, you're finished. Right. Number three, he loves you and he wants your heart. He doesn't want your works. He doesn't want 10 prayers a day. He doesn't want you donating thousands of money to people around the world and thinking that's going to be your good works and you're going to have it. No, sorry. Jesus says in the scriptures, Take away your filthy menstrual rags. In other words, take away your works. Bear with me one second. I'll get scripture for you. Isaiah sixty-four verse six. This is the Old Testament, but it covers the menstrual rags. Menstrual rags are basically the rags that women used to use for their period, and it represents death. In other words, your works are dead. He wants nothing to do with it. And if you're thinking, well, Jesus wasn't there in Isaiah, Jesus is the Word. John one one. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word. Sorry. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Jesus is the word. Even that guy, the Imam tells you that Jesus is the word and it even says it in the Quran. Anyway, moving on. Um, So, and also anyone who's a Christian is not racist. Anyone who's walking after Jesus doesn't think about color. Jesus doesn't judge people on color. I'll give you an example. I was in Portsmouth a couple of years ago and I was outside this nightclub and I was with my friend, Frank, who's from Africa from an African village, lovely guys, my best friend. And he's always been loyal to me, more loyal than any English person ever. And this white, couple of white guys turned up from Poland. I didn't know they're Polish at the time until they spoke because I've been to Poland. And he said to me, who's a nigger on the door? And I looked at him with the utmost shock and said, say that again. And he did say it again. I was in shock again, right? And I said, excuse me, mate, that's my best friend. And he was in shock. I said, I'm a Christian evangelist. He said, yeah, I'm a Christian. I said, listen, what color was Jesus? right, a man of all colour, he's actually Mediterranean, a man of all colour, and he was convicted on the spot, I said, don't you dare judge someone by the colour of their skin, it's absolutely disgusting, right, and why do people do it in this country, everywhere, Asian people, black people, white people, everyone's being racist, why, why would you judge someone on the colour of their skin, it's got nothing to do with their skin, God's not interested in the colour of someone's skin, he's interested in your character, and it's your character, your spirit that's going to get judged it's going to go up one of two places so this want to clarify that and make it very clear that i am very direct and very open but i love people and i care about them and what i love about all of you is this i'd rather tell you the truth and you hate my guts but then years from now you'll turn around and go do you know what what you said was right and you come to jesus that's the main focus i don't care what happens to me i don't care if i'm beaten to pulp in the street i don't care if i'm murdered all the apostles went through all of that in the New Testament. Paul was locked up in prison. He was smashed to pieces. He was beaten up. He was tortured. He was shipwrecked. Because he wanted you to know the truth. And I'm prepared to do the same. Any evangelist who's walking after the Lord like I am. Who's been called by God. Ephesians 4.11. In being an evangelist. You know, I'm not claiming to be an apostle. But the word apostle in the, in the Greek and Hebrew scriptures means a man who's sent via God for a specific role and I know I have. So I don't go around telling people an apostle, I don't tell anyone anything. I just preach the gospel, right? I had a woman come up to me the other week and said, are you a prophet? I said, no, not really. But I do get a lot of prophecy. The Lord has told me a lot of stuff a year ago and it's all come to pass. And I know exactly what's ahead of us now. Mm -hmm. At the end of this year, things are gonna change quite dramatically, but I'm not going into that now. So guys, if you're Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, Judaism, it doesn't matter. I love you all, right? The Jews, which was Jesus was a Jew, I love, right? They're my family. Some of them are a bit deceived at the moment, right? But they will be brought to God's glory, right? They are my family. Christians, the word Christian doesn't mean an ethnic background. Christian is someone who follows Jesus. So it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, which I'm a Gentile, the Muslims are Gentile, right? The Buddha and um, the Buddhas are Gentile. Anyone outside of Judaism is a Gentile, right? Jew or Gentile that believe in Jesus, you're the same family. This is John 15, the grapevine. You're grafted into the grapevine of Jesus. I am a Jew by spirit. right? My flesh is sadly still English, but when it goes back to the ground, it will mean nothing. And that is the awesomeness of what God has done in Revelation at the end in the new Jerusalem, in Revelations 20 through 22. The new Jerusalem, right? that's a new city on a new earth. With complete peace, no more corruption, no more violence, no more suffering, no more sadness. It's just amazing. I can't wait to get there. And I've so I've asked the Lord, I want to go home as soon as possible. If he came to me tonight in my dreams, I'd be gone. If he asked me, Steve, do you want to go? I'd be gone. Like that. I wouldn't even think twice. I'd say, Father, you don't need to ask me that. You know what my answer is. And this is a, a topic for another time. You know, what Paul says in Colossians 3 two about focus on what's in heaven, not things of the earth. But I won't get into that now. I just want to clarify a few things. All right. If you want to lie about people, just remember something. right? You are going to answer. Don't think for one second your works are going to wash them over. You're going to answer. Mark my words. Because righteous people tell the truth. They don't lie. They work for the true living God, Jesus. They don't work for Satan. Father, let's pray. Let's pray, guys. Please let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord... You've spoken through me this morning to cover a few issues, Lord, that, Lord, have been lied about. But this is what the devil does. He lies through people to try and achieve what he can achieve against a righteous man of God, of me. I'm, I'm only righteous, Jesus, because of you and the blood that cleanses me. I pray for the people, Lord, that have lied about me. Lord, I pray that you convict their heart to repent to you, Jesus, to be saved. Because if they don't repent to you and they're not saved, Lord, they're going to go to hell, to eternal suffering. Lord, I don't want that, Father. I pray for everyone who comes against me. I pray for everyone, Lord, because I love them, Lord. I don't care what they say about me, what they try to abuse me. They try to hurt me. I love them, Father. And Lord, you showed love by telling people the truth in your day. They wanted to kill you because you told the truth, Jesus. They crucified you. They murdered you on a cross because you told the truth. The truth hurt. Jesus said the truth will set you free. John 8:31. The truth is what sets us free, Father, and you are the truth, Jesus. To Jesus, you are the way. Jesus said, "You are. I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. John fourteen six. I love you, Jesus, with all my heart, and I pray that, Lord, the people that hear this message that are convicted from you through me, as your vessel, Father, for your glory, that they turn to you and understand you, that, Lord, you don't want our works, you want our hearts to repent. And you will do the work and sanctification through us. And that's the biggest act of love in history. I pray that people will see past this modern age Christianity that's in the world today. That's polluting your love, Father. That's watering it down. That they see the true love that's coming through people like myself. A man of God who loves you, Lord. Real men of God that want your truth, not your lies. And you don't lie, I mean, Father. We don't want the lies of the devil that comes through Christians on this earth. We want the truth that comes from you, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, for people who listen to this message, Lord, in Jesus' name. I love you all. Bye. God bless you. Amen. Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. I've been prompted to do this podcast because the previous two podcasts on this topic, Muslims Don't Have an atonement for Sin, I've been very direct, very stern about, not my opinions, but about what Scripture says in the Bible and parts of the Quran, And basically what's going to happen to those people who don't believe in Jesus and why they, they can't accept Jesus, that God became flesh because he loves us so much that God came down from the heavens into a fleshy body and sacrificed himself on a cross as a holy living lamb. And that the sacrifice was atonement for your punishment that you deserve because you're wicked. Right, and we all deserve it. I deserve it now, but because I've got Christ's love for me, and because of Him dying for me on the cross, that I am justified because of His acts, and by coming to Him in repentance, as He He Him being the atonement for my sin, right, which is a holy sacrifice, my sin is paid. But the Muslims don't have that. They basically hope that on Judgment Day everything's going to go well. That's like living in fear. I've actually heard of Muslims that actually hope, and they they're worried about what's going to happen. That's why they do all these religious things and do all these certain procedures to make sure that sins are atoned for. There's one guy that said there's a certain procedure, I can't remember the name of it, to be an atonement for your sins. So what happens if you're halfway through that um, procedure, which is a, apparently over a week, right? Then you start singing again, sinning. Then you've got to go back to the beginning, haven't you? You see what I mean? So it's just religion. So the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm sitting in my garden next to neighbours who are not of anything, just British people that are completely out of control. They have kids that are completely out of control, rebellious. They're so wicked in the sense that all they do is scream, right? The parents don't care because it's like kids having kids. And there are traits of Islam that I admire. I've seen Muslim families and how they operate, right? The man is in charge. He's the head of the house. The Bible says that the man is the head of the house, you know, as the Christ is the head of man and the father is the head of Christ. So there's an order, Right, and there's parts of Christianity that are like that as well, but the majority isn't and it, and it what what really upsets me is that when you look at Islam and you look at what they do, right, the women are in order, the children are in order, the man is in order. Right it's not perfect but they're in order. The kids are not screaming and doing what they want. They're disciplined. They have a routine. This is what this country the UK was once like when it was a blessed Christian nation. It's not anymore. The UK is not a Christian nation anymore. It's a nation of pagan gods. And look at the state of it. This is my point I want to make now. Look at the state of my country people are so mixed up and upside down their values and principles don't exist they're two-faced they're dishonest they are talk behind your back say something else different to your face the next day i'm not like that It's disgraceful. Men didn't behave like that back in the 60s and 50s. My grandfather was not like that. If he had a problem with you, he'd say it straight to your face. And the old attitude was, mate, if you've got a problem with me, me and you now around the back of this building will sort out once and for all. No bickering on, no slagging each other off like the devil does, because that's what he does through people. These sort of men are not men. They're soy boys. And there's loads of them on my street. On my street, is there any men that I can think of? Not one. They're all like a bunch of soy boys. I'm not perfect, but I have principles. If I've got something to say to you, it'd be straight to your face, not behind your back. So going back to Islam, right? Sometimes I meet these Islam uh, um, Muslim men, right? And they're just straight talkers, right? They're not perfect. They are religious at the end of the day. But if you put them on par and par with the Catholics in Christianity, I'm sorry to say this, right? But the Muslims have more principles and values than the Catholics do. I've seen Catholics, and it's just like talking to someone who's lost in the world. It's disgraceful. You know, if I didn't have the faith that I have in Jesus and the visions and dreams I've had of God, you could easily turn away from Christianity and go towards Islam. Because Islam's more appealing. You know, it is more like a community. You see the way the Muslim men treat each other. You walk into a Muslim shop, like a Mediterranean shop, and the respect that they give one another is fantastic. And the women are the same. But you walk into a Christian shop, or you walk into a Catholic shop, or you walk into any other shop where there's Christians, right? And they just ignore you. They don't even give you respect. And you're thinking, hang on a sec, is there something wrong here? It's. I'll say most of it is because a lot of these Muslim men that are over here, they're from nations like the Far East, where it's in their culture... To be loving to one another. It's in their culture to be nice to one another. In this country, the, the British... This is why my Irish mother had no time for English at all. She couldn't stand the English. And the only reason why she came is because England needed Irish workers because of the war. She couldn't stand the English. And she said, Steve, you'll know why when you get older. I know for a fact if I was to marry a woman, she would not want me to marry an English woman. Because of the way they are. And personally, I wouldn't anyway. I said to a woman the other day across the road who's Polish... I said, I'll marry a Polish woman or a Russian woman or an Irish woman, but I would never, mar- never marry a British woman. She said, why? I said, because of the way they are. It's disgusting. The way they behave, the way they talk. It's like talking to blokes. The wo- I said to another bloke a while ago, I said, when was the last time I met a lady? I've been up here seven years now in, in the northeast of England. And there's been two women in seven years that I would marry. Both. One was 55 or fifty-five years old. The other one was sixty. And these were ladies, old ladies that could speak properly, act properly, talk properly. right? One of them had such a way about her that he melted like chocolate on the spot. The women today are a disgrace in my country and it's all part of the fall. This is 2 Timothy 4. Women are just going to get worse and worse and worse. Women are becoming more feminist, like feminist pigs. The men are becoming nice soy boys. Look at men today. They're not the men that were back in the 80s. I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday, no, the other day, was it yesterday, was it, or the day before? I was talking to a guy who was a former soldier like me, right? The men back in the 1980s were men, right? If you were a homosexual, do you know what would happen to you in the British Army back in the 80s if you were a homosexual? You'd be kicked straight out and put in prison, right? Today, they welcome it, and you can be a transgender as well. I mean, Putin and all that mob must be laughing their faces off. If they capture a transgender officer in the British Army, I guarantee they're going to shove it in a circus. (laughs) It's just a joke. Anyway, so the Muslims, there are traits about them that I admire, right? Because of their religion. That's all it is. The way they treat each other. And most of that, the way they treat and love each other comes from their culture in the Far East, Afghanistan, Iraq, all them countries around there. When I went to Asia, people were like that to each other. But for some reason in the UK, even parts of other parts of Europe, people were just pigs to each other. That's not being a human being. Being a human being and showing love to one another. What was Jesus' first commandment? Love me with all your heart, soul and mind. Second commandment, love your neighbours yourself. Treat people how you want to be treated. But for over here, it's almost like people want you to give them respect but they're not prepared to give you respect. It's just complete hypocrisy. So, I wanted to be a bit more gentle in this podcast and I hope I have. That there are traits in the Islam community that I admire. I love the way the families are all in order. The kids are not out of control, right? The kids are in order. That's from what I've seen, right? So British people that are Christian or non-believing could take a lot of lessons from that. But the Bible makes that clear anyway. This is what this is what I don't understand about so-called Christians out there. There are millions of them that are going to go to hell because they're not following Jesus. Do you know something I said to someone once? I said, if if heaven's anything like earth, i said this to god as well i said father if anything is like if this place heaven is like earth i don't want to be there and the spirit said to me it's not absolutely not Heaven's going to be the complete opposite complete peace full of righteousness full of people that are righteous in christ who have followed christ and obeyed his ways right all these rebellious christians who think they're following jesus are just going to go to hell because they're not going to work their way in It's such a minefield. And if I wasn't as strong as I am in the faith with Jesus, and that's not because of my strength, but because of Jesus. If I didn't have that faith that I have through visions and dreams and knowing that the Lord is there, I would have walked away from Christianity. And that's the truth. Because I remember before I came to Jesus, I didn't come to Jesus. I didn't walk into a church and get saved. I didn't have a revelation inside a church in front of a pastor. No chance, right? I literally had a visit from God in my house. And God brought me to his son. And Jesus said that in John 6, 4, 4, no one comes to me unless the father draws them. The father saw something in my heart. He wanted me to be in his family because of my character, not my character or my qualities because I don't have any, but because of how he's made me from the beginning. Yeah, you could say my character because I'm very bold and direct. He's emphasized that and grown it even more. Right. And as you can see, I'm very direct. But it's all for his glory, not mine. He drew me to the sun, I accepted, because I didn't want to be part of this world. I was on the verge of suicide, I wanted nothing to do with England, nothing to do with this world, because everything's money-focused, money-driven. Look at the state of my country. It's all about the money. One of my neighbours is one of these, uh, what do you call them, I can't remember the word they used, but one of these people that agrees with a throwaway society. Otherwise, we wouldn't have an an economy. And I'm just looking at him thinking, do you know what you remind me of? You remind me of all these scumbags in high places within the world that are destroying this planet with all the plastics, right? Destroying this planet of all the greed, you know? When the old attitude, the old English attitude was, and many other countries around the world, was if you've got something, look after it and take care of it. Look at my car, it's a Volvo. It's 18 years old. I look after it, I maintain it. Even if I had millions of pounds, I wouldn't go and buy a flash car. I'll get that car taken to Volvo and I'll have it stripped down and put back to new because it's a fantastic piece of engineering. But I look after my stuff and I would actually give most of my money away to help others. And Lord, it's the Lord's money anyway. So I thought I'd do this quick because I'm a bit frustrated with my neighbors and these kids and they're just so lost in the world. This one child, it's completely demonic. What's come out of that kid's mouth? And it is. And I put it down to a lot of the foods that they're eating is poisoned anyway. The kids are hyperactive, and you know, it's just a whole mess. And when you look at it, I have mercy for them because it is a mess. And this is why Jesus had to die on the cross. This is why he had to, the Lord had to send his son to die on the cross. Why God the Father had to send his son to die on the cross because we're such a mess. No matter how, much, how many things we achieve, we end up screwing it all up. We all do, right? And that's why we need him. That's why I need him, because the Lord has said, Steve, the things that you're capable of, if I wasn't there, you'd be dead or in prison. Sometimes I get scared, and I, when I get angry, right, I start to think, you know, I could. I'm not going to go into it, but I tell you this: it, it really scares me, and the Lord pulls me in every time. And it's not me believing that in my head; he literally physically pulls me away. And he takes care of it. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. So if anyone ever comes against me, the Lord says, Steve, vengeance is mine. Walk away from it. Pray for that person. I'll take care of it. And believe me, (laughs) he takes care of it. It's amazing. Because I'm a son of the Most High. That's the end of it. So to all you Muslims out there, and by the way, a Muslim, it's got nothing to do with the colour of your skin or where you're from. A Muslim is someone who believes in in Islam. Right, so I'm not focusing on the person I'm focusing on the faith I want to make that very clear which I didn't make in the first podcast um, that I love you all and you may not think I do but I do I love you all I spoke to a guy the other day who was an English lad um, white lad and the reason why I mention the colour is because people get so obsessed about it people think as soon as you say Muslim you're talking about a black person or Asian person no you're not I was talking to a white person the other day who's from England right and I care about him but I talked to him but he was so deceived and so lost even he insulted me, but I don't care. You can insult me if you want. It doesn't bother me. Because I know that my faith is real. You could slag me off, abuse me, even beat me up, even kill me. But I know my faith is real. Why would I need to defend it? Jesus doesn't need me to defend him. But you defend yours so badly and get so upset because you know it's not real. It's just religion. It's just a, It's just like being part of a football club or, or a basketball club. And someone says something about your team and you get all upset. Well, yeah, because it needs defending. God doesn't need to defend him, does he? You see what I mean? So, I know the truth. And I love you all. And I hope that you get the revelation. And you see these things. And listen to the podcast of the first. Sorry, listen to the first podcast. Because at the end, there's a link on the description of the Muslim Imam. And he explains it far better than I. Of how he came to Jesus. And it was actually the Quran that brought him to Jesus. And if that doesn't grab your attention, nothing will. So, let's pray. Let me pray. Father in heaven, Lord Jesus, I pray for all these Muslims out there, Lord. I pray that, Lord, they listen to the words that you speak through my mouth, that they see a revelation, they see the true living God that you are, that the embodiment that you came down into Jesus, Lord, and you suffered on the cross, Jesus, so we can live in you, Jesus. That it's not through our works that we are saved, it's not, we're not justified by our works or ourselves, we're justified by your actions, Lord, on the cross that it was your blood that shed for our sin, that we follow you, we endure the hard times, as you said, Lord, in Matthew, the book of Matthew, Jesus, you said, those who endure to the end will be saved. I pray, Lord, for the people who listen to this, and to you Christians, I pray the hard times are ahead, that your faith will be tested, if you reject Jesus and turn away from him, you can lose everything. I pray that you don't, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that Jesus, you are glorified in all things. the people listen to this lord that you muslims get a revelation as i've just said that it's all about love it's not about your works it's about trusting in god and the love that he had for me and you that he had died on a cross so by following him in love that we will be saved and have eternal life i pray lord in jesus name Father. amen god bless you all